0: Have you ever looked at your husband and thought the two of you could not be any more different than each other? Have your differences collided into conflict and increasingly so to where you feel like all you do is misunderstand each other or you're fighting constantly? What are you supposed to do when you're just so opposite of each other in your thinking, your communication styles, and more? Today we're going to talk about three things to remember when your differences are causing conflict and what you can begin to do differently to bring more peace and unity back into your marriage. So go grab your coffee and get ready, because here we go. This isn't a game of ding-dong ditch, and don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you, friend. Whether you have spit-up stains and cluttered counters, or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started, take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to the JAR Podcast with your host Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. Over in my Facebook group called Christian Wife and Marriage Community, we had this funny post going on, which was like this cat slowly falling asleep, and it said, Who falls asleep um, during a movie, you or your husband? And I'm actually surprised at how many of you wives said that it was you. I thought it would all be husbands like mine but anyway um, if you aren't in that group come join us we have some lighthearted fun like that but we also get super real and vulnerable like the comments under a question I recently asked in there that said what do you dream for in your marriage and or, or what do you dream about for your marriage and some of you said reconciliation um, to go to church as a family to break generational curses and other really real and honest answers. And so if you've been looking for a safe place to be open, but also encouraged in your walk with God and in your marriage struggles, come join us over there. You can click on the link in the show notes or when you're in Facebook, just type in Christian Wife and Marriage and it'll pop up and then you can join us. So we'd love to see you over there. All right, story time. (laughs) This was about five, six years ago when my husband one day, I think it was a Saturday morning, he looked at me and he was like, let's go float the river. My family's going, we should go. Let's just jump in the car and go float the river. Doesn't that sound awesome? And I'm kind of notorious for not showing instant excitement along with him. And so I don't know if he anticipated my reaction or not, but I didn't jump up and down and I just kind of stood there thinking, And he's like, what? And so then I kind of went into this, that sounds like a good idea. I'm just thinking because logistically, you know, uh, our boys were little at the time. So I was like, do we know if they have life jackets? Do they provide them? Uh, We don't have any of our own. We could stop, you know, at Walmart or something on the way that's doable, but those probably cost, you know, however much each and we would need food so we don't have a cooler or we haven't done our groceries yet so we'd probably have to stop and pick up food on the way to take with us um but also it's about over an hour drive which is gas money there and back we're going to probably need to get food or you know your family's going to want to eat lunch while we're there so i went into this whole spiel of adding up cost and essentially it came to like I don't know, 200 bucks. And I said, if you think that's a good idea and we have that money um, and that you wanna spend that right now, then okay, let's let's do it. It's a bit of a late start, but whatever, we can do that. I said, but it's up to you. And we were not in a very good financial place at that time. And so he just kind of, he looked deflated and he was upset and he wasn't very happy with me and he, I don't remember what he said, but I know that he basically was, like, sighing. It's just like, "Oh, you always have to, you know, point those things out or something, right? And I know he was just disappointed because it was a fun idea, but we couldn't financially make it work. And we both were kind of frustrated because I didn't like seeing how my logic and my train of thoughts and my ideas deflated him. I didn't mean to make him feel that way and then he was frustrated that his grand idea couldn't happen and that we couldn't just suddenly have fun and meet up with family and we both kind of left the conversation conversations feeling like this this always happens he has a random idea it's very spontaneous and then I frustrate the situation typically because in my mind I'm just laying out all the options and all the things to think about And not telling him that he can't do it or we shouldn't do it. But, you know, in my mind, it just makes sense. And I know that our bigger goals as a family are in my mind, like getting out of debt. And if this doesn't line up with it, then it doesn't make sense in my mind. I know, I'm such a party pooper, right? (laughs) Well, it's funny because, okay, so I'm reading this book, another book. I'm usually in the middle of several. So you've heard me talk about this other book I'm reading in other episodes, but this one I'm reading for work and it's called Rocket Fuel and my boss and I are getting a kick out of it because it it's basically about the different ways that uh, a visionary person in the company is different than the integrator and how their tendencies and abilities are opposites that can potentially make a good match if understood well and aligned well. And I couldn't help but also think about the dynamics in my marriage and how so much of this applies. And I came across this quote I'm going to read to you. I was reading it on the plane just the other day and I giggled out loud and thankfully my neighbor was sleeping because I laughed kind of loud, but it reminded me of that story that I just told you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. So here's the quote on page 36. It says... Well, first of all, the subtitle is being the pessimist. <laughs> and it says, a good integrator, which is me, a good integrator is able to poke holes in ideas, opportunities, and potential solutions. As a result, you can, come, you can come off as being a pessimist or negative. A lot of times you have to be the bad guy. You have to make tough calls and you have to filter the visionary's main ideas. And I was like... I'm so sorry, babe. And I, I read that to him. I was like, I'm the hole poker. I poke holes in all of your plans. And I deflate the situation. <laughs> and of course, we're both laughing at that point. But it's true. And for so long, it was this clashing of differences, which to be honest, still happens from time to time because we are complete opposites. And you know, the phrase that says opposites attract. Well, Yes, I do think that's true. And foundationally, though, we have similar values, which is important. But on the day-to-day and how we communicate and how we think and operate are complete polar opposites. You know, he wants to spontaneously go have fun, which is great and filled with amazing ideas. But then I would poke holes in that because I'm trying to keep things lined up and not go into debt or not just splurge when we shouldn't be, or just thinking of all the things, right? I can't help the fact that I have a calendar for a brain. And we would both leave a conversation feeling, like I said earlier, frustrated, deflated, annoyed with each other. Honestly, I would feel a little bit defeated, like why do we keep having this same issue, this same struggle and misunderstanding each other? Why can't it just be easy for him to see where I'm coming from and easy for me to see where he's coming from? And it can get to the point where we feel like the victim of, why doesn't he get me? Or for him, why doesn't she just get excited with me? And at one point, that feeling mixed with many more things turned catastrophic for us in our marriage and maybe it has for you too. Maybe it's led to a huge falling out a separation or divorce. Maybe you're not there yet but you are just living with sort of this underlying feeling of what's the point. It's just going to end up with that same conversation or that same battle back and forth and so you just end up not communicating how you should and you, you kind of feel like well Things are never going to get better. So let's just do the bare minimum to keep this going. Page 37, let me find it real quick. Page 37 says, so this is still talking about the integrator. And it says, sometimes being so far down in the weeds, which is the integrator and all the details, you start to lose sight of the big picture and the people or the human side of an operation and so sometimes for me that means that i can begin to think more about the logistics and not about my husband where maybe i need to once in a while let those logistics go and do something that makes him happy it says you can feel unappreciated at times and become unappreciative of your people you aren't getting thank yous so you stop giving them to others and i know that in my marriage That definitely happened at one point, and it can creep its way back in, but I'm more aware of that now, but a while ago it was, I felt so unappreciated and unseen, and that all of my efforts to help our family get on its feet, and financially, and in every way, that I wasn't getting thank yous because I was doing all the dirty work, that led to feeling very unappreciated and bitter. And later on in in, on this page, it says, you're constantly dealing with friction. People see that you are frustrated and it affects the culture, or in this case, the marriage or the family, because I mean, kids are all affected by it. So when mama's not happy, and when mama's frustrated, and feeling unappreciated, and all that, all of that seeps out onto my husband, onto my kids and it affects the whole dynamic and everyone suddenly is grouchy and cranky and no one's getting along. And I'm not saying that's always the reason for all of that, but that's definitely a part in it. And for my husband, so perhaps this is flip-flop for you. Maybe you're more the visionary person and your husband is the integrator and and that's fine. So however this applies to your marriage and your dynamics, you can take what you can from this um, or just by the book and even though it's meant to be for like corporations and companies it's definitely like obvious for her marriage dynamics as well but in the chapter that talks about the visionary i also laughed because i'm thinking of my husband and it says that the ability to kind of just jump on board with all of these ideas back and forth and back and forth it says on page 12 this is actually a gift because it provokes so many ideas but it can also often lead to miscommunication and they feel frustrated and so do you. And it says that um, visionaries don't like sweating the details and having to repeat often wears them out. And so they tend to under communicate their their vision, their idea, they just have this great idea and they want people to understand it. And it says that they get bored easily and they they want new things to keep them excited and, and happy and growing. And those are all great things and I I see the value in that in my husband, but I didn't always see that or didn't always understand it. And so today I want to get into these three things to remember when you're experiencing conflict because you're going to, you always will, you're both human. And even if you've been married for 30 plus years and you think the other person should get you by now, you're still both fallen human beings and you're going to miscommunicate. But these things can help you to keep these uh, tendencies in check, but also to align them and keep them working well together because your husband has something in him that you don't and you have something that he doesn't. And together, you two can be powerful and cause a lot of growth. But otherwise, these differences can clash when you're not seeing eye to eye and you're just misunderstanding each other. So the first thing to remember when you're beginning to kind of go down this road of clashing and conflict and bickering is number one, that almost everything can be figured out or everything is figure outable or understood using active listening. And if I haven't done an episode on active listening, I think I've mentioned it before, but, and I'll just give a quick overview. I'm not gonna go into depth about it, but active listening is essentially one not thinking about what you're going to say next, truly listening to what it is the person is saying and trying to understand, and two, asking clarifying questions. So after your husband has said something and you're not quite understanding it or you don't agree with it, is asking him, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is th- is whatever, is-, is that right? Or it sounds like what you're saying is this, is that, is that the case? give him a chance to clarify um, because he may not even understand that what he's saying is coming across that way and the same for you when you're speaking. So being a, a good listener is so important and I know that it's not easy but the more that you do it, the more you're going to avoid the big conflicts and the big clashes, especially when the two of you are not seeing eye to eye. Number two, the second thing to remember is Try to identify the good intentions or the positive side of what your husband is bringing to the table, whether he's the integrator poking holes in your idea or whether that's you doing that to his big grand idea that you don't really like. And it, it may take some time and you may have to look kind of deep um, or even pray about it as far as how to look for what the positive is. Maybe it doesn't seem like there's any good right off the bat. Uh, And maybe he's reacting in a very angry way or grumpy or he's just giving you the, the silent treatment and it's really hard to see the good in that. And for the most part, it's probably coming from a good desire to either protect you or to have fun and keep spontaneity in the marriage or to be a good financial provider. Whatever that deeper thing is, take time to see where that's really coming from and I know in my case in that story my husband wanted us to make some good fun memories we had just started reconciling and we'd only been living back together for maybe a few months at this point point. and he he didn't say this but in retrospect I can tell that not only does he have a fun personality and he he's usually the guy that's like yeah let's do that and um easy going that way but I know that he was wanting us to create some memories. I didn't see it at that point and I wished that I would have and and you know your husband may not even understanding the underlying thing going on in him either. He may not be communicating that very well and so understanding that that's really where it's coming from in him can help you look at him not as an adversary and not as someone to be clashing against but to figure out how to meet both of your needs or to communicate better about it. And then the third thing to remember is, and again, this may take some time. This may take years. I mean, my husband and I have been married for 13 years now, and we're still figuring this out. It's a lifelong learning opportunity, opportunity is a key word, (laughs) to clarify your roles. And I don't mean roles in the marriage like, domestic role or who's working in the home or not I mean because you're going to go through phases and we have two where who's working full-time part-time who's staying home who's earning more money whatever Mm -hmm. or who's doing what chores I mean those are good conversations to have but regarding this topic clarify your roles as far as personality and communication style and whose role is it naturally who's the one that thinks of all the great ideas and some of the ideas probably are not so great and they aren't meant to happen. And the integrator, the, the other person's role is, well, yeah, to poke holes in it, but to look for the ones that do align with your foundational uh, values as a couple or your goals financially or otherwise. It's okay to identify those are your roles and you can stay in those roles. Um, Not that you can't ever come up with good ideas if you're an integrator. Sometimes I'm the one that's like, hey, you know what? And I'm meeting my husband halfway. How about we go do this thing? I know that you've been saying this. And so then I'm like, it makes sense now because now we are in this financial situation or it's summertime and the calendar is more clear. And so I might bring up an idea that he's had in the past and meet him halfway or how cute is he that he has been more recently looking at the calendar and being like, okay, I I know that this is coming up. And so, you know, I can tell that he's putting in effort to meet me where I'm at and how I operate, but you can choose to allow each other to be the way that God intended you to be and made you to be and walk in that confidently, but also carefully because you know how you can come across, um, if you're not doing that well, And so it's going to take many conversations. It might even take reading books like the one that I mentioned. Uh, It might take working through counseling or a marriage class that I talk about a lot called Reengage. And for us, it's also being in community with other believers who we meet with pretty frequently, like every other week or so. And we've been doing that for years. And they know us very well. And they know our tendencies. And they can speak to our strengths, our weaknesses and help us when you know we're a little we're being a little bit too much um, dreaming of all the good ideas and not thinking about the logistics or in my case being too nitpicky about all the details and not just having some fun so those are the three things to remember when you feel like you're miscommunicating you're misunderstanding each other and you just can't get on the same page i encourage you to work through these Three things and see how they help you to find more peace in those conversations and more unity because you are on the same team and you are working towards the same goals and you have good intentions. You've just been stuck in this cycle of miscommunication and misunderstanding. So I would love to hear more about how these um, steps have, have helped you have helped you to find that in your marriage and come over to the Facebook group Christian Wife and Marriage community again you can click on it in the show notes come join us over there I would love to get to know you more Loads of love Lydia 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 15 all this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people, may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.